Wherever you are on your leadership voyage, it starts here. Welcome to Leadership Voyage, the podcast dedicated to your pursuit of becoming a great leader. My name is Jason Wick, and welcome to Season 1, Episode 13 of Leadership Voyage. Here's another quick solo episode about being pigeonholed. But before we get into the topic, some housekeeping real quick. Please rate and subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening. And in addition to that, feel free to visit the website, leadership.voyage, and feel free to email me if you like, startyourvoyage at gmail.com. So let's talk about pigeonholing. The title of this episode is Don't Be Pigeonholed. And this was inspired by a discussion I had with uh, the last episode's guest, Emmy Neatfeld, and a question I asked her playing off of this idea from DJ Corchin in episode one about being more than one thing and about what the standard is for being something. Before we get into that, I thought we would talk about the actual definition of pigeonhole as a verb, Uh, not to be pedantic, but I wanted to make sure I truly understood the word correctly. And when I look it up at the dictionary, it says, uh, to pigeonhole is to assign to a particular category or class, especially in a manner that's too rigid or exclusive. So in other words, when you're being pigeonholed, Others are putting you in a category, assigning you work, thinking of you in a particular way that is very narrow and puts you in a box and likely excludes opportunities for you in other new ways. So I wanted to talk about two things about being pigeonholed. Well, I want to talk about three things then, because the first thing I was going to say is give you a very brief synopsis of my background. When I was a teenager, I wanted to be a novelist, but everyone around me was saying, you should be a musician. Uh, I wanted to be a novelist. That was what my, my passion was about 15 years old. I wrote three or two and a half or three novels, I think. I can't really remember. It was so long ago, uh, but I was really, really into writing. And eventually I decided to pursue music and went to college for um, jazz studies. After college, I made a living writing music, teaching private lessons, uh, and performing, doing uh, musical activities like that. Uh, Somewhere along the line, uh, I moved to a different state and kind of lost my musical network and started up in video games in California working at LucasArts. And that set me on this kind of technology path where I became more technical and was uh, able to have a career in software. But as I've been in software, I have found much more enjoyment out of managing and leading others, leading teams. And so although I work in software and I do happen to work in music software, so I am able to combine those two things. Really what gets me up in the morning is working with other people and leading teams and helping them reach levels of success, which is not always easy, right? It's quite messy. But 
I only share all of that uh, not because I feel the need to give an extensive biography, but because I think through the last um, 25 years or so, and I have been a lot of different things. And in some cases, those different things have converged, but I've also been other things anyway. And that's only in the professional life. The two things I want to talk about around being pigeonholed are, number one, you can be more than one thing. And number two, goalposts aren't real. So let's talk first about you can be more than one thing. What I mean by you can be more than one thing is you might be a software engineer. You might be a fifth grade teacher, but you're much more than that. Not only professionally, I'll bet, but the roles you play in your life and the hobbies that you have that you love uh, to partake in and enjoy. You are the combination of all of these different things. And I think sometimes we can tend to put ourselves in a box based on the title we have or the experience that we have professionally. And so I just want to raise that idea into your awareness. Really think about it for a second, the idea that you can be more than one thing. Here's a quick snippet from Emmy Neatfeld in my conversation with her in season one, episode 12. I definitely struggled with this as a writer and then author because I do think we live in a culture where we really value people who give 100% to one thing. And it's like, if, you know, your work is supposed to be your passion, you know, your job where you make money is supposed to be your passion. And if you're not somehow monetizing what you love, like you are a failure. Mm. And, and I also think some of this comes from classism, right? Where, especially in the writing world, where there's this idea of like the poor artist who who like usually isn't actually poor but is living below their family's standard of living okay. um, <laughs> and and so I really felt like okay c- can I be a real writer if I'm working at Google instead of like living in a house with a bunch of roommates in Iowa like attending graduate school right yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. If, yeah assuming you know and so I think that that's something that I definitely struggled with to give myself that legitimacy, right? Mm-hmm. Of not just like I can dabble in multiple things, but I can be good at multiple things. You heard Emmy say it. We live in a society where we really value someone who gives 100% to one thing. We, we see it in CEOs. We see it in sports. But I also question how much we really see, how much is the narrative shaped and uh, we we love the people who are diving in deep, committed to this one thing forever, uh, very gritty around one specific thing and then they become the best at that thing. You heard Emmy say it there though, not just dabbling in more than one thing, but actually being good at more than one thing. It's possible and not only what I say is it's possible, I think it might actually be to our benefit to be investing in being good at more than one thing because you can see multiplying effects. Being good at more than one thing feeds, uh, they they start to feed off of each other. I have uh, young children and 
it is interesting and I live in Colorado, which is like the triathlon uh, capital of the country. You can sense almost in an unspoken way the push to specialize in sports at a young age. You can just see how from a system point of view, we're being encouraged from the very beginning, perhaps. Pick one thing and be great. And perhaps there's merit to that. But most of us don't experience a life that's just a straight line, right? Emmy said she struggled with this idea. Can I be a good at, can I be a writer, a, a good writer, legitimate writer, while also being a software engineer at Google at the time when she was talking about that? And that's where I want to bring in DJ Corchin from season one, episode one, because DJ has some really strong thoughts about this topic of when are you legitimate? And you don't need permission and somebody to christen you like you are now an author. Like sometimes that's in the way of like a, um, a a record deal to say now you're a professional musician or a publishing deal to say now you're now you're officially an author. I don't believe in that. Um, and there's industries that are starting to capitalize on that, such as like so, well self-publishing, which is there's really not a bad stigma to self-publishing anymore which there used to be when it first started because all the people that were the ones doing the thou are now an author um, are kind of losing a little bit of that power. Boy, DJ nails it, doesn't he? When, when he talks about institutions losing some of their power, innovation over time, in particular these last decade or two, has seen things that we could never have imagined um, a generation ago, where self-publishing was something that wasn't taken seriously before. It, it is absolutely taken seriously and respected today, where musicians have independent record labels releasing their music under their own labels, and they don't need to go through the largest uh, publishing houses to have their music. There's not a stranglehold on this idea of you can't produce your music, you can't release your book without being, quote, good enough uh, or meeting the criteria. And it's a beautiful thing, right? It takes away the limiting factor of someone else being able to pigeonhole you. And I love this idea. Really, the point of this episode is just to plant that seed to emphasize this theme that has come through a couple of conversations uh, over the last uh, few months of this podcast and just encourage you to think about that. What are you not seizing that you want to be because you are allowing yourself to either be limited by pigeonholing or to think in your own mind that you can't meet the criteria to be that thing. And that's really it. A quick word of encouragement here from Leadership Voyage. Visit the website at leadership.voyage. Send me an email, startyourvoyage at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you. And until next time. <laughs> <laughs>